My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I've looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Thus will I bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Hallelujah!
keeps running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me.
I want to read to you that right now, I pray the presence of God is here strong this morning. Now, if I cry, that's sometimes that's the way I am when the Spirit of God comes on me. I want to read a portion of this. Mike was sitting there last night when we got home, and he's reading the harvest. I hope the rest of you are. He says, this vision is given encourage and prepare those who will be laborers in this great work. It includes certain ecclesiastical and world events which relate to this preparation. These are not shared for the purpose of emotional stimulation, but because the information is needed for the church to accomplish her mandate. It is a time to awaken, to be sober in spirit, and to give ourselves fully to the purposes for which we've been called. He died for all so that they who live might no longer live for themselves, but for Him. It is now time for us to walk in a manner worthy of our callings. Every believer has a specific job to do. We've all been called for a purpose. The Lord wants every person whose name is written in the book of life to see his own name written. To know that he's known by him. And to see clearly his plan for his life. In the coming days, the most powerful army ever assembled will be mustered. This army will not be equipped with guns or swords. But no power in heaven or earth will prevail against it. Its leadership will seem undistinguished and in some cases invisible. But no human organization has ever equaled its discipline and resolve. This army has been enlisted by the Lord Himself. He will train it and He will lead it. And when the battle unfolds, its members will march in perfect order without deviating from their paths or crowding each other, unyielding in their resolve with the least of them having more power than the greatest of their enemies. This is the army of God. Envisioned by the prophet, soon to be a reality. To be numbered in this army will require training and spiritual discipline, exceeding the physical and mental discipline required of elite military units. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Thank you, Lord. Let's sing that song again. That's where the anointing's at. You know that. Amen. Let's run after Him.
so thankful, Holy Spirit, for your presence in this house this morning. You're such a good God. Thank you, Lord. Now, what I want to do this morning is I 
walked into the church, the Spirit of God spoke to my heart to pray for the men. So I'm going to be praying for men today. So we'll have to start on one side, we'll start on this side, and then we'll go to that side. Amen. Just keep singing that song quietly. Why are you praying for the man? Because the church needs the man. What'd you say, honey? Because they need it. Man. Hopefully you know that you're a man. (laughs) We've done that. And I have a feeling we will continue to be doing that. Amen. I'm so thankful for men of God. You're crowding me. when the anointing comes on me I cry and I've always told you real men cry never be ashamed to cry amen what we're going to do you know is if the spirit of God prompts me to speak over you I'll do that but I just want to release the anointing because as I just prefaced all this with the fact that God's raising up an army and late ladies If it wasn't for you, some of us wouldn't be men. Amen. Thank you. You got to sing that. Just sing it, please. Quietly. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We release the anointing of God today in the name of Jesus to come up higher. Come up higher in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for blessing Stir up the gifts in him, Lord, in the days ahead. Father, we ask that you bless him. We loose the anointing today for service in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we release that anointing to rise up in these last days to be a man of God. In the name of Jesus, we release the anointing of God today to stir up the gifts within. In the name of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Ah, yes. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name above all names. The anointing of God for the days ahead. (laughs) Yes. Yes, 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 yes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, rise up. Come up higher. Come up higher. Bless Him, Lord. Let that anointing stir Him. The fire of God burn in Him. In the name of Jesus, we lose that anointing today in In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the anointing of God to stir him up. Oh, in Jesus' mighty name. (laughs) Yes. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, gentlemen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Keep praying in the Spirit. Keep praying in the Spirit. Ladies, you want your men to be men, get hooked up and pray. They're not here. 
Keep praying. Amen. Don't give up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the man of God. <laughs> yes, he loosed that anointing today upon him for that which is to come. In the name of Jesus, we loose that anointing this day. <laughs> yes, in the name of Jesus. In the name above every name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we loose the anointing of God for service. Lord, on this young one, stir up the gifts. We loose that anointing, Father. And grace, grace, grace in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name, grace, grace, grace and more grace. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy, Lord. Bless him today in the name of Jesus. Bless him in the name we loose that anointing. <laughs> Man of God, in Jesus' name. Jesus' mighty name. The anointing of God to say your grace, your mercy. We thank you for blessing and loose that of and that hunger and that desire to serve in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, we loose the anointing of God upon him. In the name of Jesus, burn, fire of God, burn in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness this day. Jesus mighty name Jesus mighty name bless him Father oh, oh your favor surrounds in Jesus name leader 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 in the name of Jesus Jesus name Jesus name leader leader oh thank you Father bless him <laughs> Grace and mercy, you've brought him this far, Lord. Now I thank you. You'll finish that good work in him as he puts his trust in you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and mercy in Jesus' name. Go ahead, Ed. Come on down. And my ushers. If anybody needs to be man, it's just security and ushers. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Brad, just come on up. You're not going to fall down. If you do, you'll be all right because you're men. Amen. We loose that anointing this day. <laughs> oh, thank you, Father. Oh, the battle's not yours, it's the Father's, so just rest and relax. It's going to be all right in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Father.
stir up the gifts, Father, in him like never before. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Don't pray in tongues, just receive. Jesus, Jesus, breathe it in. The anointing of God, the goodness of God, the love of God. Thank you, Father. We loose that anointing today. In Jesus' name. Jesus' mighty name, we loose the anointing of God for service in the days ahead. In the name of Jesus, we loose that anointing. <laughs> oh, frustration I know for where you work and what you do. But you hang steady and true. For the Spirit of grace is in you. And He'll give you the favor. And your speech will always be with grace, seasoned with salt. So put your trust in Him every morning as you go through those doors and know you are a son of the Most High God. And you have the wisdom, the favor, the knowledge to deal with everything every day in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Amen, 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 amen. Lift your hands. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your presence, Holy Spirit. Spirit of grace, preparing our hearts for that which is to come. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Let's go sing one more song. Just one more. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
life. And everyone said, I'm what? Ready. Amen. You may be seated. some quick announcements and then we'll receive this morning's tithes and offerings this Tuesday at 6 o'clock Patriots United will be showing a film a short film on election integrity and I don't know if you realize that but that is one of the most important things we are really needing to deal with in this election and people in Nebraska always say well that that can't happen here it happened in the, the national election the federal election there were some compromised situations, but it can happen and it has happened. It is happening in Nebraska. I checked this week because, you know, you will always wonder, what can I do? Well, sometimes we over-spiritualize it. One of the most important things that you can do right now is register to vote and vote. And I got on to look to see what the deadline was in Nebraska for registering to vote. There is no deadline anymore. You can register up to the day of the election, and that's pretty sketchy if you ask me. So I would encourage you, if you want more information on that, come Tuesday night at 6 o'clock. But by all means, if you are not registered to vote, get registered. The primary is the 10th. Wednesday night, here, prayer at 7 o'clock. Next Saturday... We have a gentleman coming. His name is John Tash. He has given his life to ministering to children. That's his field of expertise. That's where he's called. And we talk, we've been talking a lot about the harvest. And the, the political groups talk about we're doing it for the kids. What he's coming to do is train us how to reach and better minister to children. Because, man, that is the harvest field right now. And we can't just think harvest is adults, adults, adults. Better to get them when they're young. So Saturday from 9 to 3, if you work in children's ministry here, by all means, you need to be here. But even if you aren't currently working in the children's ministry here, you are invited to attend because we all have children in our lives. The thing is... It's from Saturday from 9 to 3, and we will serve lunch. So there's a sign-up sheet on the desk when you leave. If you want to attend, please sign up so we have a head count for the lunch. Then next Sunday, um, John Tash will be ministering to the in the service, the whole family, kids, adults, the whole crew. So we're looking forward to that. On Saturday, April 2nd, they are showing Mind Polluters in Pierce at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So if you didn't get to see that here, you can see that in Pierce. And Amy, where's Amy? Hold up. If you are interested in that, talk to Amy, and she'll get you signed up for that. I want you to open your Bibles to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians 3, verse 13. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that he might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. If you really go back and understand the curse of the law, very simply it includes spiritual death, poverty, lack, 
and sickness and disease. And so if you stop and think about that, every area that the enemy is going to attack you in is those areas. Even if you are born again and have eternal life, he will try to get you sick, keep you sick, keep you poor, make you poor, because that makes you ineffective for reaching the lost. God is not against you having finances. He's just not the best in having finances have you. So it's important. It's important right now. Obviously, we can see how how sickness and disease, and I know people in this congregation have been attacked in the last few months financially. Trucks breaking down, planes not getting fixed. Physically, there's been some sickness and stuff. Now, we're, we overcome that through the word, but we realize the enemy is not just going to sit back and let us whistle Dixie. So we have to learn to be strong in those areas. And that's why we have taught on finances through the years. So we will begin talking more on some of the things in the natural that we can do. We've been through this in the years. But the very basic foundation is that you have to understand that God's not against you having finances. God's a giver of good gifts. And he wants you to be blessed so that you can be a blessing. It's his desire that you prosper and be in health even as your souls prosper. So we're going to kind of get into the the nitty-gritty of that in the next few weeks and go over that because we need to be strong in every area of our life. Like You know, through the last two years, sickness. You, you can see how this has been not just individually but worldwide. There's been an onslaught against health. And against now, it's really coming on in the area of finances. So rather than sitting in our houses with our masks on and watching reruns of John Wayne, we need to do something. <laughs> you just can't do it all the time, over and over and over. One John Wayne a week is okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we got to get strong in these things, and you get strong through the Word of God. So we're going to hit those areas because we want you to prosper. And be in health even as your soul's prosperous. Right. Let's take authority over that stuff. Father, in the name of Jesus, stand up. Father, in the name of Jesus, you said whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. I bind the spirit of death and delay, yes. destruction in the name of Jesus. Lord, you rebuke the devourer for our sake. So, Father, I thank you. We take authority over the enemy. And any spirit that would hinder the progress of the people of Harvest Church in the name of Jesus. We call them blessed financially. And we say and declare today the heavens are open over this church and over this people. Angels, you're loose to go forth and bring in the finances that they have need of in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen, amen. Okay, ushers. Go ahead and receive the tithes and offerings.
Amen. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor today. Father, we thank you for your eternal word that's always the same, it never changes. So Holy Spirit, teach us what we do not see. Open the eyes of our understanding that they would be enlightened this day as we prepare for the days ahead in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I've I've told you in the past, there are going to be services, and I told you, every service anymore will be different. So don't you expect things just to be the way they were every week the same. It just isn't going to be that way. And I, I think that keeps spontaneity and the Holy Spirit knows what he's doing. So we really, really need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. When you come to church, you know, if you're in an argument with your spouse, get out of it, repent. Don't come through those doors angry. If you're distracted by the affairs of life, undistract yourself. Amen. Come into this facility on a Sunday morning prepared to worship God. Prepared to receive the living word of God and go out and do it. Amen. I don't pastor a church of wimps. I pastor strong men and women of God. Who know who they are and, not are and are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, we're, on, we're on a series. We've been on a series. We're going to be on it a long time. I'm just telling you that up front. And if you don't have that book, I encourage you. You ordered some more? Well, we're going to order more because we're out now. I want everyone to have this book. We gave them to you. It's by a gentleman by the name of Rick Joyner. He's a seasoned general. Amen. And uh, you need to get it. And then you need to read it again. Amen. And then you need to read it again. Michael was telling me he, he got started and he, readed, he read a page or a paragraph. He says, just don't worry about finishing the book. If You have to go back and read it again and meditate on it. Amen. I've always been interested in men and women that have served in the military that, that uh, were part of an elite group. The Navy SEALs, the Rangers, who else? Green Beret, Delta Force. Micah said last night, he says, I was, when I was young in high school, I always thought about going in the military. I wanted to be a part of the special forces. And he, I, he finished what I was going to tell him anyway. I said, you are part of the special forces, except it's spiritual special forces. And that's where the men of God need to be. A member of an elite group. Get born again. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I told you last time that when I was a young man, when we first moved here in the early 80s, went through some tremendous persecution and... Um, attack, and one night about one o'clock in the morning, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't eat, the Spirit of God came on me, and He spoke some things to me, and these were four directives that He gave me that became my life assignment. 
And these are the four things he said to me. He said, sooner than you think, say that, must be prepared, no fear, strategy. And so through the years, I've, I've touched on that, and, but I'm telling you something, we're in it now. We've entered it. And these four directives are so important. And we talked about the first one sooner than you think. We talked about the suddenlies of God. Ephesians 5.15 says, See then that you walk carefully, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. The word in the Greek for time is chronos, and that's the quantity of time. But there's kairos, which means a specific season. That's what we're talking about here. A set time for action. We're in a specific season right now. A set time for action. Amen? And you better recognize it. Then we, 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 we started the second one, and, and that was must be prepared. We gave you Proverbs 30, 24. It says, there are four things which are little on the earth, but they're exceedingly wise. The answer are people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. And we said this, bottom line, wisdom will prepare. The wisdom of God will prepare. So if you're wise, you're preparing. If you're not, you're a fool. Oh, that went over big. I'm so glad I'm not here to win friends and influence others. You're either wise in this hour... Are you a fool? And I don't pastor wimps, and I don't pastor fools. I pastor wise people. They know what's going on. Hebrews eleven seven. This is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. I, I love this scripture. It says, "By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household." Have we been warned? Especially the last couple years, the prophetic, the prophets have been saying, warning us. And so if you've been warned, then you need to get ready. Amen. So I wrote this down. I kind of took this scripture and adapted it to us. Listen to this. By faith, Harvest Church, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared spiritually, mentally, physically, financially for a harvest of souls. Doesn't that go in line with, with the Scripture? Sure it does. We said this, the way we manage the natural side of our lives will determine how much spiritual ministry God will give us. I'm going to say that again. The way we manage the natural side of our lives will determine how much spiritual ministry God will give us. Now, we're going to look at, and I don't know how far we get, and don't, don't sit there and think, how long are you going to go? Have I ever been a long preacher? Usually 30 minutes, 40 minutes, because you won't sit still long enough. So I'll go so far. I hate to unhook before we have a speaker because I continuity. I like to keep it, but that's all right. But I want you to get the gist of this. And I'm going to preface this by saying these seven things. In the days ahead, are you listening? Harvest 
Church must. Say must. must. You must see the sheep with no shepherd. You must be able to see the sheep that have no shepherd. Number two. Harvest Church must raise up leaders who can assess the needs of people and make wise decisions. You must raise up leaders who can assess the needs of people and then make wise decisions on the spot. Not just, you don't have to just call me. If I've, if you've sat under our ministry, we built relationship. And trust, you must be able to make wise decisions. Amen? Number three, Harvest Church must recognize the next generation and let them get involved. We must recognize the next generation and get them involved. Amen? You did good, didn't you? Scored a point. Won the game, didn't you? If you'll work that hard in your spiritual life, you'll be something for God. It's in you. You'll do it. Amen? We've got to recognize we need the younger ones. That's why we started, when Patriots United started, and we, I looked around. A lot of old people, older people. And thank God we got them. Okay, I'm not looking at you because you're old. So I'll look over here. I'm just recognized Patriots United. But we need the young ones. We need young blood. And they're coming. I believe that. And some of you older ones, mature ones, wise ones, you're going to have to know when to let them lead. You'll never attract what you despise. So if you don't like the younger ones, you'll never attract them. Boy, it's quiet. We might just get through these seven points and I'm going to quit and go home. Number four, Harvest Church must not despise the day of small beginnings. Whatever you do, don't despise the day of small things. They can turn into big things. Number five, Harvest Church must learn to effectively organize and delegate in the days ahead. Number six, Harvest Church must pray. We do pray. Oh, say this with me. Prayer, Prayer precedes, precedes the miraculous. the miraculous. You'll never have the miraculous without prayer. And number seven, we're going to have to exercise good stewardship. I got all that out of one parable. Look at Mark chapter six. We're not going to get through all this today, and I'm not even going to try, so that's all right. Are you, are you getting it as far as the harvest, folks? The miracle of feeding the 5,000 or feeding the masses is the only miracle recorded in every gospel. Say every gospel. And it symbolizes the meeting, meeting of human need. It's prophetic of today and the people, like sheep who are lost, bewildered, 
fearful, and hungry. They don't need a religious denomination. They don't need a man. They need Jesus Christ. And in the days ahead, there are going to be miracles. And there, every, the direction, or the, uh, all of our attention must be directed to Jesus. So it's not about your denomination. It's not about a personality behind the pulpit. I've never been charismatic and never will be. It's just not my nature. I'm very blunt to the point. My wife and I are very strong and opinionated. You didn't have to amen that loud. But God designed us to be that way, especially in these last days. Harvest Church in the days ahead must be able to see lost sheep or people who have need. Spiritually, physically, financially. And then be able to discern their spiritual, physical needs. And then minister to them the love and compassion of Jesus Christ. Let's, let me read it. It's in all four. And I'm going to, in the days ahead, I'll be going to, you know, each book of the Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But I want to read it to you today from Mark chapter 6. We were down in... In uh, Branson, Rich and Julie flew us down in family to, to, to see Jesus. How many have ever seen that? Not, not Jesus, but the product. Thank you, son. <laughs> the production of Jesus. At, and the start was started. Listen to this. This whole production's been going on since, my gosh, a couple. It's been decades. They were dairy farmers. Dairy farmers. And you should see the facility. Their animals going up and down the aisle and people swinging like Garth Brooks. <laughs> but it got to that one. And it touched my heart. And you look around, you don't want people to see you cry. And you, thought, you know, I just act like something's in my eye. And where he fed the masses. And I thought, gosh, that just lines up with what I'm ministering today. So let's, let's read this. It says in verse 30 of chapter 6 of Mark, And the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. See, he had sent them out. Now they came back, and Jesus wanted to take his disciples under wing to an isolated, deserted spot and let them rest and listen to all their testimonies. But things didn't happen that way because the masses were coming toward him. It says, And he said to them, Come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while, for there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. I'd say, that's busy. So they departed to a desert, 
deserted place in the boat by themselves. But the multitude saw them departing, and many knew him and ran there on foot from all the cities. They arrived before them and came together to him. And Jesus, now I want you to see this. This is, a, this is important. And Jesus, when he came out, saw. Everyone say saw. You'll see through the other books and accounts. He saw. One, one account says he lifted up his eyes and looked. He saw a great multitude and was moved with what? Sympathy? Pity? No, compassion for them because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. So he began to what? Teach them. Did he feed them right away? No, he, he taught them many things. John 6 verse 5 says, Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him. Luke chapter 9 verse 11 says, But in the same account, But when the multitudes knew it, they followed him, and he received, now this is good, And he received them, say received them, and spoke to them, say spoke to them, about the kingdom of God. And healed those who had need of healing. I like that. It gives you a little more detail. And see, we need to apply that to us now. What do we need to do? We need to receive the people. No matter their background. No matter if they smell. No matter if they are a he or a she. Let it sink in. I can't let my kids get around and then. Well, put your kids in the nursery where they belong. Or in children's church where they belong. They're out there. I've been in the antique business for years. We do shows and most of them were, were gay. I loved the gays that came into my booth because they had two incomes and they bought. They were white collar. Let me say it again that I said earlier. I've never forgot this. A minister said this to me years ago. You'll never do, attract what you despise. Never. You'll never attract the sinner if you despise them and look down upon them and judge them. Remember who you were, what you were like, how you acted, how you talked. There was ever a sinner, here's one right here. No, I'm just using this as an example. He can handle it. He's got broad shoulders. You know, bought and sold drugs with the Mexican cartel. Was in prison, not the Madison County prison. You were a lost sheep. See, I'm I'm preaching the end of my message. You were supposed to be at the end, but you're at the beginning. But he had a preacher that never gave up on him. He he visited him every week in jail. How you doing, Bobby? Till finally something broke. 
Folks, there's a lot of Bobbies out there. And God loves Bobbies. And needs Bobbies in the army of God. I have to be careful with him, especially because if I said I wanted something done or wanted, he'd do it. So I have to be very careful. I mean, he'd do it. Yeah, I know, that's what concerns me. <laughs> Mark 6, 3, 4, And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep, not having a shepherd. So he began, now listen, he saw the lost sheep, they came to him, but then it says he began to teach them about many things. You know what's going to happen in the days ahead? We're going to do a lot of teaching here. And I can't do it all. My gift, I'm a pastor. I have a, I'm prophetic. I, I, I'm moved by the prophetic. But I'm an exhorter. An exhorter is one that builds up. I'm going to puff you up with the Word of God. But we need teachers in the days ahead that really teach. There will be days ahead... Well, well, leadership here in the church will have to go to a deserted place to rest and recoup and strategize because of the people. Well, that went over big. You see, you either believe this and you believe the prophets or you don't. I believe it. Believe the Lord and you shall be established. Believe the prophets and you will prosper. So that's why we're preparing ourselves, I'm preparing just as much as you're preparing for what's to come. It's going to be big. And when, when, when you're done, we'll pick you up off the floor, give you a boot in the butt, and you can get busy. Because you will look and say, oh my God, my God. Just like the dream Julie had years ago. Came in, she came in here and there were women giving birth the babies on one side. I don't remember which side of the church. And, and in the, the comment was made, uh, how did this happen? We weren't ready for this. How could this be? In Luke chapter 9, verse 10, it says, they were at Bethsaida. And that means house of grace. Everyone say Grace. How are we going to do this in the days ahead? Grace. By grace you're saved through faith, not of works. Lest any man should boast. I'm telling you something. I can't pastor in the days ahead without the grace of God. And you're not going to be able to do what you're called to do without His grace. What is grace? Let me give it to you. I'll define it to you. Grace is God's ability with which He enables us to receive, enjoy, and minister His graciousness to others. Let me give it to you again. Grace is God's ability. Say that. Grace is God's ability with which He enables us to receive, enjoy, now listen to this one, and minister His graciousness to others. Jesus Christ is the epitome of grace. What did he do? He ministered to others. 
Acts 4 verse 32, speaking of the early church, it said, Great grace was upon them all. Say that. Great grace was upon them all. The early church ministered God's graciousness to those in need. Now, let me test you. How many loaves were there? Five. Thank you, young one. Five. How many fish? Two. Five is the number of grace. Two, the number two is the number of witness and support. So Harvest Church in the days ahead will have the grace of God to be a witness and a support to the lost sheep. I believe that with all my heart. I'm going to stop. Is that all right? No, pastor, keep going. It's wonderful. (laughs) Never heard that before when I said, I'm going to quit. Nobody's ever said that. (laughs) Do you know what? You've really been sensitive today to the Holy Spirit. I sense today that, that... there's a, an increased hunger. Amen? And so I want you to stand up. I didn't give it all to you today, but I want to end in a prayer that I wrote. Very simple prayer. And this includes some things we didn't really talk about, but I want us to pray that prayer. Are you ready? Say this with me. We're going to pray this together. Remember, if two of you shall be in agreement, a threefold cord is not easily broken. We're all in agreement today. Father, I thank you for the spirit of agreement in this place. Say this with me. Pray this from the bottom of your heart. Heavenly Father, Father, open my eyes eyes. to see the harvest fields that are ripe. I believe you have bestowed upon me grace and favor to reach the people that need salvation, healing, and deliverance. Just like Jesus. Help me receive them. Speak to them. And minister your love and compassion to them. I make a quality decision to seek and to save that one sheep which is lost. We're going to talk about the one sheep next time. Amen. That should be a couple Sundays from now. Is there anyone here today and you you need prayer for your body, healing for your body? You know, it's going to get to the point in the days. Come on up, but that's you. It's going to be in the days ahead that you're going to receive whatever you had need of without even coming up here. What are you saying, Pastor Mike? I'm saying that the anointing will be so strong, the corporate anointing, you'll be standing there worshiping and God's going to heal you instantly. Amen. Thank you, Father. So, Father, we thank you for the healing anointing today in the name of Jesus.
we loose that healing anointing to drive out all infirmity in the name of Jesus because healing is the children's bread. It's our covenant right. And so we thank you, Lord God, the good work you've begun in her, you will finish that good work. We thank you, Lord. Sometimes healing is instantaneously. Sometimes it's progressive. However, it comes for her. I thank you, Lord God, for doing that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. We loose healing anointing in the name of Jesus. We worship you. We thank you for it, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we loose healing anointing right now because he's your son and it's his covenant right and he receives it by faith and walks in it in Jesus' mighty name for healing is in the name. Healing is in the name of Jesus. So we say, Jesus, we thank you for it. Amen, 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 amen. God bless you. Please show your support next week for our children's outreach and what we're doing and trying to get you... Oh, there's the word, prepared. You're getting it, sheep. Make sure you sign up so we have a count for the food. God bless you and have a wonderful week. Thank you.